On this episode of Halftone Takes, Adam confesses to his bad movie habits, Samwise Genji is goaded, and Dave Filoni gets called out. You better fucking believe it. By Adam. I'm coming for you. <laughs> because he didn't you talk didn't to, talk he didn't to, talk to him to college. As a I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> not for real. Please. I believe in Minecraft real. is the appropriate uh, <laughs> suffix to add. Welcome to Halftone Takes, high contrast conversations where we zoom out to see the big sh- Blah. <laughs> Nope, try that again. Be the big shit. To take a big shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Adam Bucheri, a.k.a. I fucked that up too. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Adam Bucheri, now in early access version 0.1.4. And with me, as always, is my co-host. I am Corey Revis, a.k.a. the newest reboot Wait, like from the, Disney. The, 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 the show reboot? Like the shitty 90s CGI show? No, 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 no. Because there that, was no, a that new was reboot, awesome. which is yeah, I, Oh, wild. I know. I know. But at the same time, that's not what I was doing. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, like, that show isn't shitty. That show's awesome. I know it's got its it's got its fans. Yeah, uh, ugly show. Does, oh, oh, does it's, it's totally ooglat, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's not fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, speaking of fun, what are we talking about? Well, speaking of what the are we newest, having fun with? <laughs> speaking of the newest Disney reboot, we are talking about getting cranky at media. Uh-oh. Uh, this is, Ooh. uh, w- one of you uh, peek behind the curtain. We've got a big old list of like possible, uh, you know, topics that we have put down. And this was one of Corey's, which was going back in time to, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my cranky college days where I was, uh, very critical about stuff, uh, mostly for fun. And yeah, just kind of talking about that. Like, Hey, What's our relationship with negativity now as adults? Because uh, I think it's changed quite a bit for both of us. Oh, yeah. As well as, you know, inevitably, what are things that, that do still earn our ire? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Because it never, it doesn't go away. It's what, okay. We were talking a tiny bit off mic about this, but um, I used to always say this is Adam. Well, back in the day, he would set up a haterade stand, and he would just sell that <laughs> to anybody he could see. Hey, have you heard about the latest stuff that I hate, and you should hate it too? Here, and he would, <laughs> and I was like, of course, I heard every, all of it, so I was like, okay. Um, but I was also the opposite back then. Is I tended to not hate on anything. Mm-hmm. And now, mind you, I was definitely playing myself because I ended up finding out that I did hate on stuff. I just didn't like getting angry, which I still don't. I still don't like being, like, negative about a lot of things. However, as an adult, I have become, I I mean, I have begun to slide the other way towards, you know, negativity. Not in, I'm not... 
I mean, I'm not sticking there. I don't have a house there, but I'm definitely like, yeah, I've ventured to the other side of the tracks before. Mm. And I've gotten pretty salty about things. And mind you, we're talking about like media now. So movies, uh, video games, uh, TV shows, anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of kind of what the the shape of it is going to be. Uh, I'm not really sure where this is going to go, uh, but I'm curious about it as we take uh, a, a casual little sip of the mm-hmm. old haterade. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're not gonna we're not gonna be like you know like kegging that nonsense. We're not gonna be like. <laughs> standing up so, upside down and like jug 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 we're not gonna do a we're not keg gonna flip. do that yeah we're not gonna do that the incredibly but... dangerous keg flip <laughs> yeah um because i honestly think there's enough of that especially on the internet and that gets real old real quick for me but i guess that's part of the you know the discussion that we're probably gonna have so yeah uh and the kind of the way that i'm breaching this topic is we're going to get to that specifically soon. But the first one is, is negativity fun? Oh, like, yeah. You know, I, I think we both know the answer of that for me in college was definitely <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, But also it was, I don't know. I, I think that there is an element of, you know, performance and trying on different hats and seeing how you like them on your head. And yeah. I, I liked negativity for a while there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for you, like, what was your relationship with it? Because you were really in pretty the opposite camp where you were always yeah. actively trying to see the good in everything, actively trying to be positive and, uh, you know, wholesome and accepting. Yeah, um, I think, uh, first first off, I'm going to say that I think that this particular question depends on who you are. It depends on the person as an individual, because yeah. if you are somebody, um, maybe like back in the day, like yourself, back in the day, I don't necessarily know how it is now. I think you've definitely mellowed out, obviously, but back in the day, you loved to argue. So, of course, <laughs> yeah. being negative is the easiest way to get into an argument. And I didn't like to argue. So I was like, eh, eh. So, and, and yeah, I definitely took a more, like, positive stance. Um, And looking back, actually, it wasn't, a lot of stuff actually wasn't that positive. It was actually more of a middling, which tends to be worse sometimes, depending on what you're talking about. Yeah. And I realized that, obviously, like, the older I got and the more experienced I got, the more I was like, you know what? I need to be a little bit more, not necessarily negative, but more forceful about my stance on things. Yeah. Um, like, informed. Uh, um, and in also way, to so. just, like, expect more from, yes. from things. Because I realized that, yeah, you may be like, uh, like, it, I, I still am in the camp of, okay, Making things is hard. So so hard. We can't think that people go out of their way to make bad things. We we you can't mm-hmm. think that way. That's that's actually stupid in my opinion. I'm like, don't do that. Don't yeah. because you know, 
art as you know as what it is is super subjective so somebody ain't gonna like this stuff that like the best oscar winning whatever it is somebody's not gonna like it but does that mean they're wrong and not liking it or does that mean that you know it all depends on how they explain themselves so i was like you know what i should more explain myself a little better i'm still not gung-ho about being mad about stuff but I understand that sometimes it's necessary because like you were saying beforehand, if everything is middling, then that means no growth is going to happen because everybody's just taking it, taking it in. And I'm like, eh, that's, that's not good. Like, come on guys, we can do better than this. I, I'm not one of those people that like yells, how dare they do this to us? <laughs> because yeah. obviously I'm like, I'm an audience member. I don't have to engage with anything. However, if I do engage with something, especially if, you know, I expect more, because that's a big thing with me. I expect more from you. What is this? And that's when I start getting a little like, oh, come on, give me a break. Why would I pay for this? You're better than this. And that's usually the stance I usually tend to take nowadays. Yeah. So. I, I'm i very uh, opposed to the... Uh, how should I say it? I view the role as like media criticism and media discussion as like the evaluation of art and like how it relates to the culture. I'm really not a big fan of turning it into a, a purely uh, consumer argument. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like a product review to me. Uh, It's very frustrating Mm, to me when, like, I see people talking about games and, like, is this game good or not? And it's like, it would have been good, except they charged full price for it. And it's like, well, then then you think it's good. Like, the cost of the thing is irrelevant, you know? If if Breath of the Wild cost $1,000 to buy, it would be too expensive, and it maybe wouldn't be you know a good value proposition look mm-hmm. i i was complaining about uh the lack of resident evil games coming to vr and it's just like oh i bet resident evil 8 vr is going to be real rad it costs twelve hundred dollars for me to buy <laughs> <laughs> the stuff needed to play it that doesn't mean it stops being good though um, yeah and, and i i find those kind of arguments very frustrating and like Maybe it feels like I'm talking to a straw man, but like I feel I see this conversation constantly about, you know, just treating art as a, a product and whether or not it is a good value per dollar. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it has some things to do with our society as it is right now. Our society, our culture as it is right now is very consume everything, even if you don't like it, consume it. Um, the Internet allows this to happen a lot quicker and a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine how many people go out of their way to download a movie that they know is going to be bad just Ooh. so they can watch it and say that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would you do this? Right. But so that is, that let me is talk our about culture. my history doing exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, I, I generally don't do it very often anymore. However, 
And this is the other side of the coin is yeah. like riffing on movies is like a genre in itself. Yes. You know, mystery science theater, riff tracks. Like I, I was just about to say that riff tracks, what mm-hmm. we used to watch heavy back in the day too. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. Tons of good I stuff. I think it's so fun. Uh, so, but also like it comes to mind, you know, uh, uh, like various cult classics are often appreciated not because of how good they are, you know, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. If you've ever been to a live showing of that and they've got like the props and the goofs and they're all doing stuff like that's a ton yeah. of fun. Like it's really fun to be in that kind of environment and to just revel in it. So yeah. uh, for my particular sin in this regard, we have a friend who we invite over and we watch uh, uh, new Fantastic Beasts movies when they come out because... Oh. Uh, this this is this is one of me. I can extrapolate later in the show, but like one of the things that like really does get my goat. Those are that's the worst blockbuster movie franchise happening today. I I really find them just absolutely poisonous. Beyond you know uh, uh, the the fraught politics that surround it, but like also absolute dog shit movies, and it's really fun. Jeez. <laughs> really fun to get uh you know a couple people in a room and just like roast something as it's happening yeah jeez <laughs> i didn't know you went that hard on that stuff i don't think it's though i don't think they're that bad i, I genuinely think I it's the worst i don't think i can think of a worse major franchise like to date or within like the past like 20 years <laughs> let's say within my adulthood so yeah last 20 years Adam has been an adult for 20 years. Look, I, yeah, we're all turning into skeletons. Like, <laughs> it's not news. <laughs> we're all turning into As if we're not skeletons already. Okay. What a comforting thought. Yep. We're all just skeletons that are being piloted by a brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Electric powered skeletons. <laughs> Electric meat. So, Soon we're all going to be powered by gas. It's the reverse of oh, what's going that on. Seems... I got, I got, I got enough gas already. <laughs> well, then you're on your way. You can corner <laughs> the market. You know what you did. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um. Uh, well, you know what? That that's like I said. That's um, very much. I kind of like. I'm 85 percent agreeing with that because while. I don't think they're the worst. Those particular movies are the worst. I also don't necessarily think they're good either. Um, and I think me and my wife, we actually talked about this. Not even, I'm, I'm telling you, not even like maybe like a couple days ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, eh. And she's a, you know, a huge, bigger Harry Potter fan than I am. But I was like, eh. But I actually know why, instead of just saying, you know, oh, I, I don't like it, or I, I, it's okay, it's good. I actually know why I do, <laughs> like, I'm not a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think mainly it's the characters to me. It's like, nothing's really interesting except for the one guy who, who is, like, what, a muggle? And I was like, okay. They do him is, so it, dirty. Exactly. He's the only charismatic performance in all of those movies. Okay, right? that's not true. Colin Farrell's good in the first one. Oh, and uh, then they get rid of him, and I was like, he would have been great as a bad guy. But... <laughs> so, uh, 
look, we we could be here all day. We could do this whole episode on on how much. I mean, I, it is the negative. I mean, it's the negative. You open the hater stand. I know, stand. I know, but but I want to. That is I your main attraction. Talking broader about like you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's not uh, zoom in on one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it it can be fun to get like a hate watch party going for for something that's real dumb. The mm-hmm. but it's also extremely possible to take that too far and to just yeah uh 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 not have a good time i don't know like i i do feel like i'm less negative as a person but also i do love a bad movie night yeah well i i think because i do like that too i just i don't necessarily like going out of my way to watch something bad Mm -hmm. unless it will unless i will have a good time because and I guess that's the difference is because you said something very important about you watching certain bad things. Yeah. And it is you invite like friends over and then you guys and you watch it as a group and have a good time with it. If you did that by yourself, you would just irritate yourself. <laughs> so I think it I think it definitely is uh, an environmental thing too because I would be way more inclined to watch bad like bad movies or bad shows or something like that. Anything like not necessarily good, technically speaking mm-hmm. in a group than by myself. I don't think I could sit there and just be like, yeah, mm, totally like hate watch something, which I mean, we, I don't know if that word actually came up yet, but hate watch is like a big thing that, you know, I, I think it's a term I don't know if a lot of people use it, but I know a lot of people do it. <laughs> and I've yeah. said a lot of people do it. I, I think um, there's a so. big difference in like intention and in what you get out of like hate watching versus a bad movie night party. Yeah. Like I can, uh, I'm not the kind of person who does this and I really don't know anyone who does it either so it makes it feel like i'm just talking about straw man but like there there's a kind of person who will just like sit in their room and watch a movie that they don't like for the purpose of complaining about the movie and i'm uh uh well past that phase Mm -hmm. um well i don't know about movies like that mm -hmm. but i know plenty of people that do that with video games (laughs) Sure. I know a lot of people that do that with video games that will go out of their way. They have no intention of liking the product in the first place or the, you know, the video game in the first place, but they play it anyway. So they have things to say about it and people can't come at them and say, you didn't even play it. It's like, well, actually I did. And yes, I am right because I did play it. I played it 40 hours. I'm like, why would you play something for 40 hours that you don't like? <laughs> That's such a great question. And let me tell you, I am so good at just bailing on something that I'm not having ooh, fun with. Ooh, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about my philosophy on that. And I see it all the time. Mm. And I've said it to several people. And I even went so far as to comment Yes, I said comment on certain YouTube videos. Not recently. This was like years ago. But (laughs) I was like, guys, why would you put that much time into it if you you don't like it? I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you 100%, I can play something for about an hour and know if I'm going to like it or not. Yeah. If I'm going to be into it. And I'm talking, this is like MMOs too. Massively multiplayer online games, uh, which I play a couple of. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you right now, I, I, I tried some of them and I know I, I don't have to put a hundred hours into a game or even 50 or even 40 or even 30. I don't have to put that much time into a game to know, okay, this isn't going to be for me. It, it, yeah. it may, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but it's not going to be for me at this point. Maybe I'll come back to it later, but for me right now, I am not into this. Or the opposite. Oh, I'm I'm way into this. Maybe it gets more complicated later or something like that. But right now, I'm having a good time. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know how people... Unless you have like a 10-hour tutorial. I don't know how anybody can be like, I played 50 hours of this game. And I I can tell you unequivocally... Oh, I don't even know how. <laughs> un, 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 you know what I mean, <laughs> audience members. You know what I mean. I was about to say. That. <laughs> I was about to say that. But uh, yeah, I I can tell you. Then I 100. percent I'm like, you know, how can how can somebody do that and be like, oh, I I this game is bad. And I'm like, well, then why are there so many people playing it or something like that? Or just, this game is bad to you. Now, there's a difference between it being bad and it being broken. <laughs> so. For sure. So, but, I don't but know. also, Some... like, how, uh, we're, we're, now we're just getting into, like, subjectivity soup of, like, oh, uh, Fallout man. New Vegas is broken as fuck. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just step away a little bit farther away from like the subjectivity soup mm -hmm. <laughs> because that that's a whole different thing on its own yeah we, we we if we list every exception to like what we're trying to talk about we'll be here all day yeah but um yeah it, but going back to the original point of is negativity fun uh it depends on the person and it depends on the environment in my opinion Mm -hmm. um, I know that's not a definitive answer, but too bad, people. This is what you're getting from me. So <laughs> die angry, haters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the you touched on it before, but like I was going to loop into like <clears throat> capital D the discourse. Mm. Um, sometimes something big comes out, and everyone's talking about it, and everyone has an opinion on it, and you feel like you want to be a part of the discussion. It's something that you're kind of interested in or you're interested in stuff surrounding it. And so it's just like, well, maybe I'll just watch this thing that I hate so that I can have an opinion on it. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, I've definitely been guilty of that. You know, I watched, I did exactly what I was uh, uh, <laughs> complaining about earlier, where it's just <laughs> like, I watched all of Zack Snyder's justice league by myself after my the, wife the had gone to cut? sleep in like, you know, across four days, like, and like, it was, it was fine, man. Like, I don't know. Like it certainly wasn't worth, <laughs> worth any of this, any of the, oh, the stuff that was surrounding it. Like, I, I thought you were going to say something different, but Hey, we are in agreement. It was fine, man. Like it's, 
It's like, <laughs> like congratulations, you you took like one of the uh, a movie that was about as bad as Batman v Superman, which I don't like. No, I don't and, like that either. And you made it about as good as Age of Ultron, which I'm pretty lukewarm on. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. People were campaigning for years on this garbage, and there was so much like malice and harassment and like absolutely indulging like the worst of fandoms and they finally got exactly what they wanted and it was fine just like extremely not worth it to me and i i do not envy someone who got their ego and their personality tangled up in the necessity of this uh absolutely mid-tier superhero <laughs> film <laughs> By a director who's excellent as a cinematographer and not very good as a storyteller. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> who knew? But at the same time, what you just said, it, what you just said is kind of a problem I see, like in a general problem mm-hmm. for, I guess, like just anybody. For I was going to say for consumers, for the general audience, but it's for everybody. Like for filmmakers, for artists, for creatives. And for the general audience themselves. You know, I think that's just a problem of us being the opposite of what I used to do all the time. Where see kind of the good that can come out of almost anything out there. Or anything yeah. out there. And because, like you said, it was like, yeah. Zack Snyder, he, like, his stuff at least looks cool. But as yeah. a storyteller, he can put certain people together to make it look good. But we don't go to him for the drama of the year. And we, he and that's he fine. certainly can tilt the tint the camera blue and play a, a sad cover of a pop song while things happen in slow motion. Like he certainly let, can do that. Let me tell you. Uh, okay, this is this is my halftone take for for uh, for the episode. But I think a good. Exam- a great the best example of that is that movie he made with the girls um sucker punch yeah sucker punch i <laughs> i happen to love that uh movie <laughs> and i have no idea what it's about <laughs> uh, yeah but it's... it looks cool it has cool action sequences it has pretty awesome ideas it has a like an entire steampunk uh you know army part of it it has like a robot part of it fight or something like that a lot of stuff is happening all over the place all the time it has oscar isaacs acting a fool which is hilarious um and but i don't know what that movie is generally about i mean i could probably figure it out if i watched it intently but when i i'll tell you right now i went to go see that movie in theater and i was like this is awesome i didn't even focus like i was (laughs) like my eyes went like you know my eyes like got real. My pupils got dilated and everything, and I was like, "This is cool." I and had the a end little of the bit movie, of dental yep. anesthetic before I went, and it was great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes you need that. Hey, what what what, ha- what happened? Like as that happened, I enjoyed myself. I didn't feel like I wasted my money until people came to me later and said, "You like this." How can you like this? You suck. You're, mm-hmm. you're a horrible person. You should go and die. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just enjoyed it myself, man. He's like, but why did you enjoy it? You need, 
go back and look at it again, and you're going to see the script sucks, nobody can act, it has this and this person in it, why are they in this movie? And I'm like, and I literally, like, now back then, you know, I would have, like, went and cried in the corner and been like, I am a horrible person for thinking this. Nowadays, I'm like, well, that's just your opinion, man. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's not going to hurt me. I'm the one that spent my money. So what do you want? I spent my money and my time, and I had a good time. I don't care what you did. I just don't care. (laughs) That's extremely valid. Counterpoint. Uh oh. <laughs> that movie's extremely bad. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, I mean, I'm not uh, gonna like. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna deny that it's like, yeah. like it's like, not a good script or something. But 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 like, here's the thing that like, uh, I I heard someone uh, uh phrase it this way that like, the vast majority of arguments are really just disagreements over like the the, the meaning of words. Mm-hmm. Where. Yeah. You know, I'm over here talking about, like, the quality of the art that's on display is not good enough to me. Like, there are mm-hmm. problems here. I think it's got a, a fairly vile worldview. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that you didn't pick up on it because I don't like it. And Oh, no, no. I, I Okay. Back then, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Now I do. But I... I, my care level is still relatively high when it comes, I mean, relatively low when it comes to this and like, yeah. But okay. you're still allowed to like f- feel however you feel about it. Like yeah. it's, I, I super don't want to take that away from you. And that's not like what I'm trying to do. Uh, th- what, what I was trying to say was just that, like, you know, I'm talking about evaluating it like in a vacuum as art standalone. Mm-hmm. And you're talking much more about, the experiential nature of just like I uh, ignored the parts that I didn't like and I enjoyed the spectacle. And mm-hmm. if I wanted a movie that had cool cinematography and fun fight scenes, this was that. And it succeeded yeah. in that guard. And like, that's not wrong. We're just having the, the only issue at play is that like, those are two different conversations. Yeah. And they get conflated a lot. And that's where like so much of the problems come in. Oh, that's where the the capital D word comes in. Yeah. The discourse. The discourse. Um, and I could and it's funny because going back, because we were talking about the olden days, that was I guess I, I don't want to say it's a problem, but it was the biggest thing between me and you as people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is we said a lot of the same stuff, but in a different way. We came at it from different angles. And we still kind of do that, but it was yeah. extreme angles back then. The, the the best way that I have to describe what would happen constantly would be that we would agree very angrily. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be very cranky and be like, great, I think the same thing. Good, I'm glad we spent two hours feeling the same way. Yeah, basically. Relatively. <laughs> um, there are a couple of things that we were just like, yeah. eh. But often often the, a difference of degrees, time. where it's just yeah. like, uh, you know, we both acknowledge a problem. I think it's more of a big deal than you do. And, like, that would be, yeah. Well, all right, I guess that's where we stand. Yeah, and that, and you know what? That's, that's fine. I think that's what a lot of people need to feel mm-hmm. that they can do nowadays, is 
be in, you know, not I'm not necessarily saying opposing sides. You could just disagree about a couple of things. But be okay that people disagree with you and that you disagree with other people and say, you know what, though? That's fine. Okay, I understand. Because this is what the... Guys, this is what the podcast is all about, though, is understanding. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. understanding. Do you understand? Um, and you know what's funny? Like, this is a little bit of a side. Um, but I was reading like a little bit ago and it's talking about how people like over in the West have a hard time arguing because in a lot of other places in the world where they have very opposing sides, they argue better in a way Mm -hmm. because it's not because they understand that it's not about convincing people. It's about getting people to understand. Yeah. And over here, we have a hard time getting people to understand because we are too busy trying to convince people of that we're right or our side is best or this is the best way for, you know, for certain things or whatever. This is how you make certain things. This is this is the blueprint. And yet life doesn't end up being like that. Life gives so many surprises. Um, and now I'm going to circle back to making things, making, being creative, making movies and stuff. There are so many surprises that people don't even, you know, like don't even see coming like everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Nobody thought that was going to be anything. And yet it was the biggest surprise that in a long time. And it was doing something different. Nobody was like, now the studio or some studios, let's hope not. But some studios are inevitably going to see that and be like, that's the blueprint. Make everything like that. And I'm like, that's the wrong <laughs> way to go. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah, that, but, that seems unlikely that uh, they'll learn the right lessons. <laughs> I mean, but that uh, that's studio people that see dollar signs. And that always happens because there is money to be made. But, you know, it, it, it it's... I think the... the that the biggest thing that people, including myself and, you know, I'm, you know, obviously have been getting better at it over time and it more or less is in the mind rather than, um, I mean, it's the opposite. It's, it's in the mouth, not necessarily in the mind because I always had that mindset, but I never vocalized that mindset a lot mm-hmm. until, you know, you know, as I got older, like, I'm very, you know, a lot more vocal about active listening, active listening to people, active listening to yeah, not only their side, but their perspectives of stuff. And this definitely comes with, um, um, like movies and stuff too, like move, especially like just stuff that's coming out recently with reboots. And I just saw something where people are seriously starting to complain about the new uh, Peter Pan and Wendy movie that's coming out. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? Are you guys serious? Like, why? Like, (laughs) it's on Disney Plus. Like, it's not even in the theaters. Why do you guys care? It's also a shame that it's getting kind of middling reviews because it's, uh, I believe it's the director of The Green Knight. And I was like, oh, he's going to do something weird with it. 
Yeah, and I, I recently saw that too, where it's like people are just like meh on it, and I'm like, <laughs> that's a shame. I however, <laughs> I talked about this, uh, but not uh, on the podcast. Uh, I saw the Green Knight in theaters. It was the first post-COVID movie that I saw. Post-COVID, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that means. Uh, but yeah, I <laughs> so much of like whether or not you like media, it comes down to expectations and like calibrating them appropriately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, extremely funny to be in a movie theater with someone who clearly thought that he was in some kind of badass action movie. Uh, because there's the <laughs> moment where Dev Patel uh, eats some uh, hallucinatory mushrooms and sees a vision of the Green Knight haunting him. And there is a person in front of us who, like, in a pretty loud voice went like, ooh, you're gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what movie do you think you're watching? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but that's the thing is, like, people, this is what people expect. And it, especially if you don't know about the Green Knight, which is, you know, yeah, a certain piece of media adapted from something else. So yeah. it's it's not obscure, but like, uh, there are plenty of people who just didn't learn about it in school or or whatever, mm. and you know, aren't familiar with the story. Uh, particularly I mean, I because didn't learn about it, it school, is so, so subversive of the original story. Like it's it's in conversation with the actual legend, so familiarity. Yeah with the, the source material, like, is valuable for having a, a, a meaningful read of the, the film. Yeah. It's a very interesting conversation that people should have. Not an argument, a conversation. People should have a conversation about these things. You know, not necessarily about, oh, my goodness, I my eyes have been opened, unclouded <laughs> by hate. <laughs> but... At the same, t- but you do learn some things, and then you're yeah. like, you know what? I understand because that's what I—that was my catchphrase for a lot of stuff. Is oh, excuse me, I'm I'm not not necessarily into that, but I can understand why people are <laughs> totally. And that's like such a, a a useful piece of vocabulary of just being like, not for me, but I get it. You know? Yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna fucking play Rocket League, but I get it. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and and you know what though, and then that produces the 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 legendary e word, <gasps> empathy. Oh boy, Ooh. get some of that into your veins. I'm I'm dead serious. It, it's very good. It produces that, and then you're like, oh, so I am not mad about it anymore because I get it. It may not be for me, but I get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ha, see. And that's how they get you. So, <laughs> in their sinister plot <laughs> to make things better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I I feel like we're we've covered like a lot of the big, broad overview things. I do want to give a special shout out. I don't know if it's in the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Shame or both, but for me personally. When it came to how I discussed media, I can say with confidence that the Red Letter Media Star Wars reviews like were very influential <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, and like, I think those are are like still hold up quite well. Uh, uh, questionable frame story aside. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I was like, okay. I always thought that was weird, but <laughs> it's very weird. Um, but 
like, I gotta admit, like, not all of the jokes, but, like, a lot of those jokes landed for me at the time. And, like, it it was so different than anything I had seen at the time. And it was Mm -hmm. over the top in its negativity. But it also genuinely, like, was very insightful in a lot of places. It genuinely was good media criticism, especially for the medium, especially at the time. Yeah. Uh, It changed how a lot of people talked about those movies. And a lot of them were just parroting the points back, you know, uh, uh, not Mm -hmm. terribly productive or interesting. But... I think that it was like a, a meaningful step in me, like looking at media more critically too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I will say that uh, about me as well. I, I, I remember watching those and thinking they're like hilarious. And while I didn't agree with like a couple of things for the most part, I was like, yeah, but I think the thing that made it the funniest is, I mean, the, the best digestible mm-hmm. for me um, is the fact that it was funny. It was genuinely funny. Like, I still remember the, what is wrong with your face? <laughs> I was like, see, that's what I thought when I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and it gets the conversation going. And I've been seeing a lot of people having conversations about those movies, obviously, because Star Wars always gets brought up, like, T-minus couple years, and then Star Wars is back in the conversation again. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I will say, like it for the 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 prequels and everything like that. Um, on especially the Phantom Menace because that is the most notorious one in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like there are certain things in that movie that actually make it egregious, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. I will still say that some things, like a handful of things, they hit perfect. And I was like, see, this is the spirit of this. Now, mind you, people take the wrong lessons from those. I am, of course, talking about the final, like, the Duel of Fates. Really cool. Still really cool. Awesome. Music's perfect. The, The stakes are pretty high. The payoff's good and everything like that. And I was like, okay, fine. That's fine. But, you know, I, I obviously people take, oh, well, then all what lightsaber duels have to be like that. I'm like, okay, that's. <laughs> yeah, extremely. No. That's not what. Yeah, that's not what that's not what we meant. But in <laughs> what I had to hear and for me personally, this is what I had to hear for me to start accepting that kind of stuff mm. is I had to hear from people that liked the media, too. That said, no, I am a fan. I've been an original fan. I know this stuff. I love this stuff. And I can say this is trash. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this is why. Because this doesn't feel like it. This doesn't, you know, not only does it not feel like this, but, you know, as a, from a filmmaking standpoint, this, 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 and this. As with other, and they wouldn't just say because I said so. Because it's like, they would compare it to other more well-known Star Wars, beloved Star Wars um, properties. And they're like, yeah, but why does this do this over here and it works better? And they tried and they did something here and they didn't do it. They didn't follow this. And this is why it doesn't hit as well. This is why uh, nobody likes like pod racing. This is why, 
like uh, dialogue doesn't work and everything like that. You know, why do they need this scene? Why do they need that scene? Like, totally. and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, why do <laughs> they need that? Because I wasn't, and I remember, because what I ended up really realizing is as I'm watching this stuff, I had to look inside myself a little bit and say, okay, as I was watching this, was I enthused or did it just leave me as the scene, like when the scene ended or mm-hmm. something? Did I remember this the way it was intended to be remembered? And I was like, a lot of these things, I was like, no. Oh, my goodness. It is bad. <laughs> because it's not eliciting the reaction that it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not accomplishing its goals. It's yes. not succeeding yes. in what it's trying to do. Um, Yeah, my, my you know, five-second opinion on that is that, like, the the prequel trilogy like has some merits like there are some things that i think it totally rules uh i think the soundtrack is unassailable maybe my favorite john williams stuff in there uh really really cool leap oh, really? that wow. like weave in and out uh yeah real into uh that john williams score i think really strong stuff um some of the set pieces are cool. A lot of the art direction and costumes are really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two has almost no merits as art. <laughs> it's so rough. oh, I, I know. have no fun with I it. I know absolutely zero fun with it. It's this poisonous is what to always me. Always happens. <laughs> it always comes back to me, huh? <laughs> See, you're wrong in this, Corey. You are the wrong one. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm saying that like like I can I can only be true to me. You can only be true yeah. to you. Yeah, I I gotta be me. I am's what I am's, and I you know gotta what? No, be I'm, me. I'm, <laughs> I understand. Like jokes aside, I completely get it because mm. you're not the only one that's told me that, and I'm like, I 100% get it. I understand that it is not good because looking back at it. The story is all over the place. I complain about that. Okay. <laughs> I complain about, like, Avatar, how I should complain about that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking The Last Airbender, the live-action movie, The yeah. Last Airbender. Beloved live-action movie, The Last Airbender. <laughs> I, 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 that is the movie that I started to realize that pacing... Oh, pacing's so important. <laughs> I appreciate pacing more i i take it for granted because in that movie it's really really bad and yeah here's the thing um attack of the clones has the same problem <laughs> it, it is really bad at pacing yeah it, the 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 rhythm of that movie is really rough to me yeah and you know i i completely see that i completely see that the di- some of the dialogue in that movie in fact a lot of the dialogue in that movie is just like, really? Really? It's funny out of context, but in context, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So in a lot of that movie, most of that movie, I would say, in context, it's not good. Out of context is meme. It's like meme territory. Yeah. Prime meme territory. And I don't think that while that is entertaining, I don't the, a good film that does not make. So I understand that. Yeah. 
I, um, I, I feel like that's a very modern internet kind of thing to happen where like there's there <laughs> the conflation <laughs> between I'm able to meme it and it actually be, you know, standing on its own. Yeah. Uh, and standing on its own, it is very haphazard. And I realize that I'm, but also I can also realize that I love the, I, I am being 100% serious with this is I love the creativity in that movie. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, it is all over the place, but I love the expansive nature of it where things happen. Things have happened. Things are happening right now and things are probably going to happen all because of this whole thing that's going on in, in this one film. Now, mind you, people would then say, well, what's going on in this film? And I'm like, man, <laughs> I don't want to explain. I know what's going on, but is it good? No. It's I, just a bunch of stuff, mostly. It's, and, and, that's the, and that's the entirety of it. You hit it right on the head. It's just a bunch of stuff. Stuff is happening, but it's a bunch of stuff. And that's no, like, there's no through line. That, that's so like, exhausting to me because like, yeah. I feel like the fundamental crux of it is that if you're going to make a whole prequel trilogy about Anakin Skywalker and and his fall to the dark side, you just did a bad job of doing that. I, I yeah. don't feel like it does. Well, it doesn't think about sell it. it well. Think about it. You didn't even have to have the middle. If you're talking about that, because that you hit it right on the head too, is I realized that this whole prequel trilogy is about the rise of Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Do you really need the middle movie? You could have literally skipped it. <laughs> if you think about it. You you could skip the first one too. <laughs> like Well, this... I mean I mean, you could skip the first one. I'm using air quotes. Uh-huh. But but I'm talking like pacing wise. Is okay, yeah, while the first one is bad, but we at least get little Anakin, little Annie, to a point where he's like Okay, I, 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 at the end of the movie, it's stupid, but at the same time, at the end of the movie, it, we know it's him and, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Kenobi. It's him and Kenobi, and they're on their own. Now, they're the ones that are going to have the adventures. You could literally skip the entire second movie and then go to, oh, they've already had a lot of adventures. They have the camaraderie, and now we're... At the point where Anakin starts getting crazy. Yeah, we're at the point where it starts mattering. And, like, yeah. there are some steps taken in episode two. Not nearly enough. And not nearly... Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, 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 it feels like it's barely what the movie is about. Um, it, it, the mo You know why? Because the movie is not about... <laughs> but, that's, but that's the whole point! Yeah, that's and the that's the whole point. point. That's the whole point. And while I enjoy... The fact that some of the stuff is really cool, I do realize that this isn't, <laughs> none of this is like actually really important. Yes. Do I like seeing Mace Windu do cool stuff? Do I want to see him do more cool stuff? Yes. Does it have any bearing on what is actually happening with Anakin? No. Do I want <laughs> to see Mace Windu yet. do cool stuff? Well, I guess I better watch the Gendy Tartakovsky yeah, 2D animated yeah. Clone Wars. <laughs> And what do you know? That stuff is awesome. It Everybody claims that that stuff so is awesome. It's still awesome. It that is, is the problem. So cool. It's still awesome. It endured. And what do what endures from the prequels? Hey. All the silly shit. 
So was the we're going back to your point. Was no, the no. goal accomplished? I'm I'm no. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a digression. I'm I'm grabbing control of the <laughs> the podcast. <clears throat> You're grabbing control of the haterade state. <laughs> hey Dave Filoni? What the <laughs> fuck? Because you, like both of us, were an alumni of Edinburgh University of oh, Pennsylvania. No. We're calling and you out. You buddy. came to our college and you did a lecture in front of us, and you were like, "Hey, if you guys make it up to San Francisco, hit me up. I'm always happy to talk with alumni and give a tour of LucasArts or whatever." And mm-hmm. so, after I graduated. I did just that, and you were impossible to get a hold of. (laughs) And it was some real bullshit. (laughs) Up to and including me talking to, like, your retired teacher who lived there, and me having been told that that was a connection that I could get to you. And then he was like, yeah, that's basically not going to work. He's too much of a big shot now. Jeez. (laughs) So basically, you're saying that Dave Filoni sucks because he wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> so I've got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about that. Uh, and also, your 3D Clone Wars show is only okay. I watched some of it. It was mostly it gets better, fine. It, it gets better uh, uh, towards like, I know people the middle like towards it, the end. But yeah. you ain't Gendy Tartakovsky. <laughs> hey, hey, Gen- Gendy is one of my all-time favorites. So I always follow his stuff, and I always will claim that his five-minute Clone Wars series, miniseries, is the best. It's it's genuinely really up there in terms of, like, quality Star Wars content. Like, I think it's better than almost anything. Yeah, well, I, I will agree. I agree. It is the best. And another reason is because that's what I saw. Like going back to like the prequels, Clone Wars, the the movie, the live action movie. Mm. I was like, when he finally, when Gendy did the the miniseries on the Clone Wars, yeah, I was like, this is what I imagined. This is what I saw. Yeah, somebody understands me. <laughs> this is how sick Star Wars could be. Yes, and then and, and, yeah. everyone who came afterwards looked at it and said. No. (laughs) (laughs) I do not wish that. No, I don't want it to be sick as hell. I don't want to use the force in cool and unusual or creative ways. I don't want anyone to use lateral thinking to get out of a problem. I want anyone to use a lightsaber to do anything other than be a sword. Yeah. I don't want to see stakes. I don't (laughs) like stakes. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't... Stakes (laughs) were crazy in that that show. (laughs) So I was like... This is where my haterade comes comes from is wasted potential, because like I said, that's what I saw when I and I always imagined when I saw the original Clone Wars movie. I was like, oh man, this would be so cool. Um, I wish I saw more of that. Oh, I wish I got into more of that and everything. Oh, Dooku is cool, and he said he trained a whole bunch of people. I want to see all of them. Where are they? What is he doing? Why is he even worried about these people? <laughs> and type stuff. I'm like, okay, where are all the Jedi? What are all they doing? Like, yep. Has anybody even killed a Jedi? How do you do it? You can't just 
yeah, I know they showed a whole this huge Jedi battle, and then you know you just shoot enough, you shoot so like a laser awful. enough at a yeah, you shoot a laser enough at a, like a Jedi, and apparently they die. I'm like, no, it can't be that easy. It's that's stupid. How do like where are like the top tier ones? The, the, like, the real answer as to how to kill a Jedi is with a AK-47. Because a high volume of physical projectiles can't be stopped by a lightsaber. Yeah, well, they can just stop it with the force, though, because, you know. But at, at the same time, like, we're getting into the weeds of things, too, because I was like, a lot of that is explained or answered in the five-minute, like, Clone Wars miniseries. I, you know yeah. why? The, and that ups the stakes. Like, that makes... General Grievous, an actual oh, terror. God, he's and so I was cool like, in that. Yeah, and he makes him an actual terror. And I'm like, no wonder everybody's just scared, scared of him. And he's got this huge reputation. And I'm like, but no, you guys got to do some weird shit. But the, like that came from Lucas, though. He was like, yeah, oh, exactly. they, they misunderstood me. I always wanted him to be like a shitty Skeletor. I wanted him to like, you know, nah, next time, He-Man. Like, that's what he wanted from Grievous. And you know what, though? Here's the thing. And 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 this goes back to what we were doing, because I'm rounding it. I'm rounding it back out, because I know we want to go to, like, other, you know, other the other points. But I, I don't like that. But I mm. understand him. Because he has always been like that. Like, Lucas, like, more than anything else, is always aligned to, like... I want to recapture the feeling of adventure serials when I was young. Yes. So it's all this like nostalgic throwback stuff. And it's, it's got Buck Rogers and it's got, you know, uh, uh, Flash Gordon in there. And, and like admirable. Yeah. Yeah. All I, of this is admirable. I like, I get all of that. Like yeah. I do, but also it's the same problem that I have with like, uh, 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 lore in Dungeons and Dragons where it's like mm -hmm. some people really like to crack open source books and really like to hear about like history and context but like the world of Dungeons and Dragons is so vast that it contains everything that's ever existed it contains medusas and minotaurs and banshees and like mm -hmm. uh yokai and also uh robots and ancient civilizations and ufo's and Everything, everything, everything. Multiverse, uh, uh, astral mm -hmm. plane, uh, the 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 city of doors. Like it contains so much that it's impossible for it to be about anything. Like mm -hmm. it's just this big soup of stuff. <laughs> I was unless you, of course you 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 scale it down and tell individual stories, which is what they've been doing lately, and. Then people are like, oh, this feels fresh and new and stuff. And I'm like, technically it's not. But at the same time, you're not wrong <laughs> because all this stuff is here. Mm -hmm. But this is why people are so sick of the Skywalkers because that's all that Star Wars has been. But that's not all Star Wars is. <laughs> so let us do what you're saying. Like the whole D&D &D thing. It's like individual stories. That's why they're fun. It's because people are having their own adventures off doing their own thing in the universe. It's not about them saving the whole thing. It's just about them having their own little thing. <laughs> and you tell the right stories. I mean, you put the right people to tell the right stories, and then you get you get magic. 
But Lucas, unfortunately, has a hard time of letting go of the reins. He just wants it <laughs> his own way. And to be fair, he has said a couple times, yeah, I fucked that up. But, you know, it's <sighs> rare. <laughs> See, I like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how much I want to fault him because, like, I think if, if he, I think it's worth talking about, like, the strengths and weaknesses of creative people where, you know, I'm, I'm ta- saying, like, Zack Snyder, great cinematographer, not a good storyteller. Uh, I think that's true. But, like, mm-hmm. he would, <laughs> if he collaborated with the right people and he was allowed to focus on the visuals, I think that's something genuinely really cool could come out of it. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I feel absolutely. similarly about Michael Bay, where it's just like, don't let this man touch a script. Just put him behind a camera. Uh, and he'll do his job. Yeah. And he'll love it. And he'll love it. <laughs> he, he, he he does good work there. Uh, but he's just... Uh, uh, so misanthropic that it poisons the well for whatever mm-hmm. he's he's making. Um, I think Lucas obviously has a great you know creative output. He he has a very specific aesthetic and flavor. Uh, but he needs to work with people. Like he mm-hmm. he's not good in isolation. Like when he's allowed to indulge his worst impulses, uh, the work suffers. I think. Um... Uh, first of all, I agree with you. Second, I think everybody, I think all directors and creatives are should be like that. Yeah. Um, I think we we said this in a previous episode, but you know, having a diverse crew is very good. It, it's nothing but the best. Um, some of the best directors, or at least not necessarily the best directors but directors that we we both appreciate do this mm-hmm. um because i was going to comment like of course you're naming like Mike, michael bay and zach snyder people that creatives generally are like almost joke about and yeah. not think about in a very like critical manner I, like I'm they're specifically just the jokes calling them out as yeah. to say that like i'm in the camp that doesn't love their work but like they're far from meritless like yeah well i i mean and i and uh, you know like i said i i didn't think you were doing that i just think a lot of people might you know a lot of people expect that like oh you know you know what a, those those guys but i would say the same thing about somebody like peter jackson yeah who is he made the lord of the rings trilogy and all bunch of other stuff but everybody remembers him as that and he di- didn't necessarily do that alone. He didn't have like complete death grip on the reins of that movie. Yes, he had a lot of input. It, it has Peter Jackson's stamp right on the right on the cover. However, he got a lot of input from yeah. He like, surrounded himself actors. with incredibly talented people. Yes, and that that pushed it. That pushed it to legendary status because like everybody. Well, not everybody, but maybe if you're in the know, you know about that legendary like um, uh, conversation that him and uh, what's his name who played Saruman? Uh, oh, Christopher Lee. Yeah, Christopher Lee. That that conversation that they had, where it's like, you know, Christopher Lee was like, "Hey, you know what it's like to be stabbed?" Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "You don't sound like this. You sound like this." And mm-hmm. Everybody jokes about that, but that is genuine input that he had in 
the the acting in how it was going to look in how it was the scene was framed and everything and that counts we should not just say oh they they're doing this they made this movie and they're bad how about we say okay that wasn't good because they're good at this and they instead tried to do this if we added this person and this person to this group they could make something incredible <laughs> and it's, it's like the refutation of auteur theory you know it's just like oh if Hidetaka Miyazaki was in a room by himself he would make the greatest video game of all time and it's like probably not actually yeah probably <laughs> not and I'm pretty sure he would say that himself as he's like he's always <laughs> he's always surprised that things do good <laughs> I always think that's really hilarious like he's like I didn't even know this was gonna be that good <laughs> Mm-hmm. We just threw stuff together. I didn't even like I when he gave his speech for like game of the year for like Elden Ring, he was like, guys, I didn't even know. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be this popular. We're probably not gonna be able to do this again. <laughs> but... Uh-oh, says Miyazaki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh-oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, he, like, it's, but, I mean, that that's the thing, is he's very humble about it, too, which is pretty, you know, funny, too. But, um, yeah, it's like, he, it's not just him. He surrounded himself with people that are just good at what they do. And, you know, of course, these people go off to make their own projects and stuff, but I always think of stuff with, like, Capcom. Capcom does that all the time. They have their people that worked on certain things with certain games. And they're like, you know what? We need you over here because this needs your touch. I mean, that's <laughs> just, like, that's just sure. how most things work is like, like, yeah, people like switch between projects and like, you know, teams form and dissolve and like intermingle and uh, like all that's cool and good. Networking, it's... networking. <laughs> yeah. What do they always tell you in school? Networking. That is going to get you a job. <laughs> yeah. What, you think your talent is going to get you a job? Get out of here. No, who do you know? I don't know anyone. No people. Then you you done fucked up then, didn't you? Yeah. Go talk to somebody. I don't want to. I didn't say you talk about anything interesting. I said talk. And like, like it, it feels silly, but like networking is just making friends with interesting people who have cool friends of their own. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, that is a good thing. Uh, you should do that. Uh, one of my friends uh, is a big fan of a small indie game studio that releases primarily um, full motion video games. Oh, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> but she is a big fan of, you know, this one actor who is in it and then uh, just reached out to him and like now just chats with him. Like is just friends with this person who she thinks is cool. Like, that's nice. Yeah. That's neat. It doesn't take a lot. You, can you, just you do have, stuff. You never know who you'll meet and you'll come into contact with, and you'll be like, I never knew that one, this person would ever talk to me, and two, that how normal they are. Now, mind you, they could very well be not and yeah. just be mean or something, but you'd be surprised who is like, No, no, man, I'm you know, I'm I'm just I poop like a regular man. Just, you know, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's that's just kind of how uh, it is. Like, uh, everyone's just people, pretty much across the board. 
and yep. also uh small steams teams small studios they love it if you reach out and just chat with them like they're over the moon to to talk about whatever bullshit uh yeah. i would like somewhat frequently uh send emails to like indie game studios and would get responses back from the people who made it and just like oh cool thanks for reaching out to us and oh, you know that's really neat actually it is cool <laughs> that's actually really neat and wholesome like i and, and like, i didn't no turn lie. those into anything you know special but like uh you know it didn't turn into relationships it didn't turn into a job it didn't turn into anything but like it's cool to to do that to reach out to people and make those connections because like creatives are just people man we're all just people. And also, it it feels, I always thought it feels good to get those when you're creating something and you are you may get discouraged or something at some point and you're just like, oh, oh what is what is the point and stuff? Like you never know how since they are just people, they may they very well may feel that way. And getting a good encouraging email from somebody, just some rando that says you guys are awesome and you're doing a great job. That boosts so much confidence. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm joking, but at the same time, I'm straight up not joking. <laughs> no, not because, at all. I, yeah, it, it feels good to not only gift that to people, to genuine people, but to receive it. So it's like, why not just us as a collective just start doing that with creatives? Who knows? We might start getting better products and better things because people are realizing that, you know what? Maybe I should ask for help and it's okay that I don't know everything. Maybe I don't have to. Maybe I can just do what I do best and have this other person that I respect and love come in and handle my, handle, you know, their stuff and everything. And we can make a great product together Mm -hmm. that we can all appreciate and love and that we can, I, I, you know, I made another friend and, you know, I get to work with people that I actually enjoy working with and that actually enjoy working not only with me, but with on projects that they want to see happen. Like you wouldn't believe how many, this is kind of like a little bit of an aside, but you wouldn't believe how many people that I've talked to professionals Mm -hmm. that I've talked to that they said, oh yeah, I had to work on that and I hated working on it, but it was a job and I didn't like. You know, I just had to rather than want to. At the same time, this is this is the problem because <laughs> we're talking about negativity right now, too. And it's just ever like I, I just saw something today about people complaining about a, a game that I'm looking forward to that I saw uh, that's coming out. A trailer recently came out for uh, what you call it. This is probably not going to age well with like future episodes, but um, what you call it? The new Armored Core game is coming out soon, like oh, sooner yeah. than I expected. And I was like, this looks awesome. Why? Because I remember playing these on PS2. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, boy, let's go. And, you know, of course, I had to. I had to look at the comments. <laughs> and I was like, why did I do this? Now I feel bummed, <laughs> but it's like, because people are just complaining like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to take stuff away or they're going to add stuff. I don't, you know, what's funny because I saw a lot of, um, 
armor co- old school armor core veterans mm-hmm. complaining about it saying oh great now all these dark souls like crazies are gonna come into my game and try to ruin it and put all their it's gonna they're just gonna make it dark souls with mechs and stuff and it's not that it's this and this and i'm like i i hear what you're saying though i get it because i thought that way too until i watched a like a video i read an article from a japanese um you know <laughs> fan of armor core can you believe was, it a fan no, no, from but, japan they exist unthinkable (laughs) they do exist (laughs) dovakin (laughs) 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 but yeah i was like and i read and he's like i I, he's like i am welcoming all like the new additions that they're gonna it, like from the director, there it sounds like they're gonna just keep it still armor core and everything like that. But it's they're gonna add elements that have been long added, you know, long wanting for a while. And also, you guys forget that armor core like reboots itself like every two games. So shut up. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. It's going to be fine. We're all gonna be fine. We're all gonna have a good time. And it's like a single player game with like a multiplayer arena. So you don't even have to play with anything else. Play with anybody else. Just play how you want to play. Ignore the haters. Ignore all like the people on the internet. Just have a good time. Well, also just, just like uh, prejudging stuff is so exhausting. Like, oh boy. Uh, uh, like I, I feel like this definitely falls into like not the, the media critical category this is the hater category this is for for people who are uh not productive uh uh, members of the the discourse yeah like yeah something looks like it's not going to be for you right like oh it's this thing that i loved metroid prime federation force is coming out (laughs) finally (laughs) and okay like i like as a fan of that series like does that suck yeah uh, I'm just gonna not play it. I'm not gonna think about Ooh, it again. What a concept! It's really easy. What a concept! <laughs> just not playing something or not engaging with something that you don't like. Who knew? And and like you know, I it my personal philosophy that I've talked about before, which I feel is a really great philosophy, is things that I like are canon, and things that I don't like are <laughs> canon, and I just uh, ignore things I don't like. And it serves me so well because if someone is just like, I fucking hated Rise of Skywalker and now I got to think about all those plot points when I write, you know, my fan fiction. No, and that Adam's makes like, it sound like Skywalker I'm making fun who? of like, fan fiction writers, which is like not my intention. But like people, people no, that's who his, are. That's straight up his intention. Don't listen. Not my, okay. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, people who are going to take this so seriously and think about all the lore implications are like, oh, now I got to fit force healing into my worldview. This is unacceptable. Like, I don't. Are you OK? Hey, guy. <laughs> hey, straw man. <laughs> you doing OK? It doesn't sound like it. I just, I'm just I'm, I'm concerned for you. Yeah. Well, you always go like how you're feeling right now is I'm concerned for you is like. Dude, chill. Like not not to you, but to that person or that whatever yeah. is that group is chill. Do you feel good about feeling how you're feeling right now? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's no. 
well, then why are you feeling it? <laughs> like negativity in, in, a, in a very sincere way, you know, can be habit forming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that sucks. That's a, it's a real knee-jer- That goes into the knee-jerk reaction is, I, I need to feel this way. Why? Because I gotta. Why? Explain yourself, critic. Well, Why? because I've wrapped a lot of my personality up into this thing. And you know that's not a good plan. And then if you the don't media, like it when anybody else does if it, the so media why are you is doing bad, it? it reflects poorly on me. <laughs> do you? Uh, do you? And I and I always literally do this to people too, because I'm like, do you tolerate that with any other fandom? And they're like, no. Well, then why are you doing it to yourself? Yeah, it's not a good, <laughs> not a good look. Yeah, like, it's it's not. It doesn't feel good. It's not good for your for morale. It's not good for your intelligence because then you start looking non-critically about things because believe me, that actually happens when you are already hating. You can't see like you get instead of rose tinted glasses, you get hate tinted goggles. Yeah, (laughs) you get the hate goggles on. It's filled with rage. You need to look at things unclouded by hate. (laughs) Look at things unclouded by hate. (laughs) It's, and you will, and just free of judgment, and just go, okay, I can sit back and look at this critically. Because that's how you we actually want to look at things, critically. Instead of looking at things with hate, is the same as looking at things with, like, nostalgia. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, but people n- equate nostalgia with just unbridled, like unadulterated love, and I'm like, yeah, that's not what that means. But I get the concept. Like, so. like it's it's a more pure good because it hit me at like this formative time in my childhood. Yeah, and you know, I I feel like it can be couched in other language, but like that's really kind of what the argument is. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I just I'm not interested in the argument, and also like I I don't believe that it helps to produce happiness. You know, ostensibly, yeah. people who are the most angry about stuff, the most vocal, the most cranky, uh, are, are fans who once this thing brought them joy, and now that joy has soured and turned into to something poisonous. And at that, like, you, you gotta know when to cut bait, man. You gotta know when to just, when enough mm-hmm. is enough, because if, if you got into the game... For passion, for, like, you know, the love of whatever this thing was, just know that you can get out <laughs> without having to, to mm-hmm. get wrapped up in it. You can just say no. You can just be done with something. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, uh, a new thing coming out doesn't remove the old thing. Like, Oh, I was just about to say that, but you went into it, so keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you hate the sequel trilogy, that's fine. The original trilogy is still there. Like, uh, if you really like the Marvel Infinity Saga and don't like anything that they've been doing with Phase 4, that's fine. Just stop watching for a while. Like, the the movies that you liked are still there. They haven't been erased. Uh, The new stuff that's coming out, like, just, uh, you know, ignore it until it sounds good again. Like, there's no obligation. You don't have to do anything. I'm a huge fan of that. I'm the biggest fan of... Take a break. If you're mm-hmm. not like if you're not liking something, or I mean, I'm kind of doing that right now with one of the games that I'm always like that I've been playing for a while. Uh, I play the MMO Guild Wars two, 
Um, I love that game. Um, I have a great old time with that game. But the game is in like a lull right now. So what am I doing? I switched gears. I'm like, that's there. When I watch a couple of videos or something just to keep myself informed or read a couple of articles. But for the most part, I kind of just set it down. Doesn't mean I hate it. Doesn't mean I, you know, I can't play this game anymore. I'm like, no. There's a whole bunch of games that are coming out this summer that I want to get into. I can set this down and take a break from this and then just move on to something else for a while. Street Fighter 6 is coming out. I haven't played a good Street Fighter since like 2008. Like, of mm-hmm. course I'm going to get into this. Oh, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. It's like the first Final Fantasy that I actually might legitimately play like for real. And, you know, Armor Core just got announced for August. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Like, why are you putting all of this in one spot? We, we are so, precious few weeks away from the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And I mean, that like there's too much. So, of course, me being the more adult person than I was 10, 15, 20 years ago, I was like, you know what? Let me just take this and just set it down and be fine it'll be fine sitting where it is i'll just want to set this down and i'll switch my attention to something else no i don't have to write a reddit post (laughs) i don't have to i don't have to comment on every video i see i don't have to even yell into the ether i am doing this i don't have to announce anything i just switch priorities and it's that easy and you know what I feel good about myself because I am in going to enjoy something. <laughs> yeah. So. And like, I I cannot emphasize this enough. There is more media than any of us can ever consume in our <laughs> lifetimes. Uh, unless you're Dexter. Un- unless you're Dexter from uh, Dexter's, Dexter's Lab. Lab. Yeah. Who, oh, remember wow. the? I didn't remember know. ego trip where he like his head grew so much <laughs> because he he consumed all the knowledge. I I guess I didn't. I was just like, are you talking about like the serial killer Dexter or is no? That... No, I I had a feeling you were gonna go there, but <laughs> or are you I talking didn't about Dexter dark. Jetster, the fifties diner alien from Star Wars <laughs> Episode Two: Attack of the Clones? Oh wow! No, not him. I forgot about him. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> Every time the internet <laughs> comes around and says, hey, remember this? And I was like, I'm trying to forget. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, just. just <laughs> uh, no, one, no one knows how to make a dorky name like George Lucas. Like, genuinely, oh. like. <laughs> well, you know who does? Oh, no. There are people who do. I mean, they just don't exist anymore. Like, you ever <laughs> heard of Tolkien's goofiest names? Oh, they're extremely funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. They exist. He's just our modern day. Look what I can do. Yeah, guys. you could you could throw uh, Nomura into the the historically terrible names <laughs> pile as well. Uh, it's good. It's still good though. So good. Anyway, I'm sorry for cutting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember where we were going. Uh, were, were there any last pot shots that you wanted to take before we wrap our episode up? Um, what, oh, let's go to the last thing. Um, what makes us cranky in spite of ourselves? Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing this is the, this is the part where we're not going to spend too much time on it, but we're going to say the, the, uh, let's stick, you know what? Let's stick with films. Let's stick with films. We'll stick Uh, with films. 
yeah, of things that we just can't get over and just do not like. Yep. Now, I know a lot of these probably, have, I, I've heard a lot of this from you over the years, but your tastes have probably changed, probably most definitely changed as of mine. But you don't hear a lot of that from me. So I don't know if you want to go first. Let's just do two. 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 Let's just, let's just take it to two. No, let's do three. You want to stick to three or two? What's uh, going to be easier? Let, let's, let's, do a, let's do a bottom three. <laughs> Bo- okay. Bottom three. Bottom three. Rough yes. stuffs. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. Like, I didn't think about this ahead of time or anything. Oh, uh, I didn't either, which is why <laughs> I was like right off the top of my head. That's why I said, hey, do you want to go first? Because you can go first, man, if you want to go first. Because I don't want to go first. But if you want to go first, you can go first. Because, uh, you know, going first is going first. So, But is it going first? <laughs> I think it is going first. Who's on Who's first? On first? Yeah. <laughs> Third base. Uh, <laughs> we are the same brain. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I've already said it, but like my absolute hall of shame right now is definitely the Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I you think did say that, that they are top to bottom awful, almost <laughs> without merit. I don't think that the, the music Aww. is good. I think a lot of the performances are strange choices that don't work. I think that. Uh, the actual plots are insane, inane garbage. <laughs> uh, the most recent one, spoilers for... <laughs> and the the titles are the fucking worst thing that <laughs> exists. They're Uh-oh. so bad. Uh, the Spoilers for Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Secret of Dumbledore, which, spoiler... No secret of Dumbledore is revealed over the course of this movie. There was a secret of Dumbledore revealed at the end of the previous movie. Absolutely wild. Uh, But this most recent movie, the plot is that wizards elect a super president who's kind of like the head of the United Nations, I guess. Uh, But by getting a magical deer who can see the good in your heart who bows to you. And if the deer bows at you, you get elected wizard president, which is. Do I need to explain why that's the most insane shit that I've ever said on this show? Like that, that that's the single craziest <laughs> sentence that's been uttered uh, thus far. Like, so I was going to say so far, <laughs> so far, uh, like absolute madness of a plot point. But also when this is all happening, there's like. Uh, uh, you know, a couple of wizard candidates and uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who is now Grindelwald, who's taken over from two previous actors, but there's been a different actor playing the same character for three consecutive movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, He joins the race at the last minute and everyone's just like, well, there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play basketball. So we guess we got to allow it. And then he has a zombie goat who's only going to bow to him. That's his evil plan. And he, uh, a zombie goat bows to him, and then he gets elected wizard president. And then he turns to everyone, and he's just like, guess what? It's genocide time, baby. And everyone in the crowd claps. And then fucking new commander shows up, and he's like, oh, actually, uh, it's a zombie deer. And then everyone's just like, hey. This guy's a big cheater. We're going to give the crown to this other lady. And then the other lady comes up and she says, I'm proud to announce that we're not 
going to commit genocide. And then the <laughs> same crowd claps with the same amount of enthusiasm because they have no opinions on anything and they just clap with whatever the man on the podium says. Um, I, I, so I, I heard this, that entire thing could have been summed up in one simple phrase. (laughs) The entirety of the third movie is about voter fraud. (laughs) But also about how fucking stupid the electorate is and how they absolutely deserve to get duped. Uh, I mean, well, but that's, that's... that goes into what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Because that's exactly what I thought of it. I was like, they did not. They did not. They did not go there. Now, mind you, it, that's not on my list of, uh, uh, oh, I can't stand this movie. It but causes me physical harm. <laughs> um, and then also. Does it, does uh, it reductor your heart? <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, and then also that movie is like uh, what they do to the character Queenie is one of the most profound character assassinations in oh, film she, that I've ever seen. Oh, oh, she she does like a 360 a hundred times. <laughs> she like does she like does a, a Tony 720 Hawk. character. She arc. has a she has a Tony Hawk. <laughs> like <laughs> 9 9 960 or whatever, 920 or whatever yeah. whatever he did. Absolute yeah. madness. I get it. I I understand. Uh so so that's my 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 biggest one. <laughs> Oh, okay. That is your biggest one. Okay. <sighs> okay. I don't want to talk too much about this. Um, but Exodus Gods and Kings. Oh, wow. Oh. oh. I I mean, I almost from still images, I was like, I can accurately predict how this movie's going to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm I'm going to preface this. I'm going to preface this, and this is coming from somebody that I, I I have a tiny bit of a bias, but this is coming from somebody who is a believer in Jesus. So I'm going to get that out of the way right now and say that it, this is not just because of that. <laughs> it's not just because I was like, oh, this isn't accurate or anything like. No, I'm not saying that. It because I am a big fan of the director. And I was like, oh, I, I heard he was doing something like this. I'm, I'm Even not before familiar any with the images. Who, who is it? Um, it is uh, Ridley Scott. No it's Ridley way. Scott. Ridley Scott. It's Ridley it? Scott. Yeah, it's Ridley Scott. And um, I was like, okay. Even before I saw anything on it, I was like, okay, let's see what he can do. I, I like a lot of his stuff. Let's see what he can do. Okay, Corey, I got to stop you. I did 100% think that you were talking about the movie Gods of Egypt. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that changes everything. Gods of Egypt, directed by Ridley Scott. (laughs) (laughs) That changes everything. (laughs) Oh, man. Hold on. Hold on a second. I got to. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm right. Directed and produced by Ridley Scott. I thought so. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I, as soon as things started to come out, I was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, this doesn't feel good. 
this doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm misjudging. I need to see this. I saw the trailer and I was like, the tone is kind of good, but this is weird. Mm-hmm. But I'll watch it anyway. And by the way, you guys already have, your eyes already are giving like a black mark on your record because there's like, the, the the black people are all in the back. What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Like you you should know better than this. This is kind of almost a this is kind of almost a given. Don't do this. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch it anyway. I'm gonna go see it. I didn't like Noah. Noah was trash on multiple <laughs> levels. But you know what? I kind of had a good time with that. It, it for at least a little bit. So. And it was based on, it, and it was based on like a, a a graphic novel that I that I read. So I was like, okay, that's fine. This isn't based on anything. This is based on a lot, like a lot of. This had many, many adaptations before. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And I still, to this day, think that the best adaptation and one of my favorite all time movies is The Prince of Egypt. It's hands down still the best. Mm-hmm. So. I have to compare it to this, which can be good because it's live action and there's, it's a different, you know, medium and everything. Okay. All right. I'm going to go see it and go see it. So I went to go see it with one of my best friends. It wasn't Doug. <laughs> it wasn't Doug. So uh, yeah. But, uh, I went to go see it and I was like, all right, all right. This isn't bad. This isn't bad. The words denial flashing on the screen. Oh, yeah. I was like, this isn't. This isn't. Nobody knows. (laughs) I started to do the Pedro Pascal like laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, at the end of the movie, I was furious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was furious. I was like, this doesn't feel like anything. This feels like, one, it feels kind of insulting. Two, it's not even, it, it, you showed all the best stuff in the trailer. Two, the, the, the actors and, um, like the, how it was written was trash. Why did they pick, um, you know, Christian Bale as Moses is beyond me. Oh, I know why is because he was popular. So throw him in there. Mm. And I'm like, Great. Ramses was like, he was supposed to be menacing. I thought he was hilarious the whole, the whole time. And that's not how I wanted to feel <laughs> about this and everything like that. And it's just, they, they, they took, like, it, it's going to be like, it, this is going to be me coming out here. And this is my opinion. They took a lot of like creative liberties that I don't think they had to. Um, like the child's like, like, talking like in the place of God and stuff. I was like, okay, I don't necessarily like that because I don't think it's needed, but whatever. And a lot of the stuff, it felt the movie felt super bloated. Mm. It, it felt severely bloated. I didn't, I wasn't in it the entire time. Like from the, from the get go, when it opened, I wasn't in it. I didn't care. And that's the last thing I want to feel in a movie is, not caring about anything, not caring what happens, not caring what, like, yeah, whatever. I don't feel for any of this. I don't feel for any of this. Like, 
And I know, like, it's not because I know the story already. I, like, everybody knows the story. Like, who cares? Like, I, I knew it before The Prince of Egypt, and I still think that movie is super entertaining. So why do I think this one is, like, stupid? And I was like, I, I had to rack my brain about it. And, yeah, it had a little bit of pacing issues, but pacing wasn't the issue. It was just felt uninspired. And I was like, ah. I, I I don't like this. I actually legitimately don't like this. Maybe not as much. I don't hate it as much as like the next movie that I want to say, but I really just like it I grind in my gears when I watched that movie. Cause I was like, this feels so pointless. I want to guess what like, your next movie is. I feel like I've got a good guess. Uh Oh, <laughs> well, do you want me to go first or do you want to put yours out there? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just do you again. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay, what is it? Percy Jackson. No, no, that's not it. Wow! <laughs> no, that's not it. I felt no. real good about that guess. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, that is a very much like a, a movie that I was like, ah, poo-poo. But I didn't hate that, but I was like, ugh. Mm. <laughs> but the next one I was going to say is Green Lantern. The live-action Green Lantern. Oh, Sure. Yeah, I went into that. That's one of the few times that I was this close. I was like very close to walking out. Um, I've never walked out of a movie. Like ever. Yep. I was very close to walking out of that movie because I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is straight up garbage. You guys don't give a shit, do you? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Not even you, Riled Reynolds. Ryle Reynolds. Ryled Reynolds. Ryle Reynolds. Ryle Reynolds. <laughs> Ryle Reynolds. <laughs> Not even you. You don't give a shit. Oh, my goodness. Nobody gave a shit in that movie. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And you guys had star talent, too. That's what made it even worse. Like, and I'm like, y'all don't, you don't really don't care, do you? You don't care what you're doing. You don't care how anything's going. Oh, you don't care. Oh. And, yeah, that, I, that made me actually angry. As I was watching the movie, I think the biggest thing that made me the most angry is the the main bad guy in that. I forget his name, but he had like a big head and he ended up being like yeah. some type of parallax thing. He was screaming for 90 percent of the movie. And it's the it's annoying scream. It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, kind of like an <laughs> invasion of the body snatchers kind of kill me. Please, somebody turn to me while you're watching the movie and punch me. Knock me out. I can't stand this. <laughs> I can't stand it. I was I was actually angry watching that movie. And you know, like in a previous episode, to like my my favorite stuff in DC is Green Lantern and Nightwing. Mm-hmm. So of course I was like, oh yeah, Green Lantern. I didn't know what to expect. I saw the trailers and it looked kind of weird, but I was like, I don't know what to expect with this. I'm just going to go in and watch it. And I got actually angry. And I was like, you guys don't care. You guys just threw stuff on the screen. Sinestro, which is one of the most like complex characters in that entire thing. No, straight up trash. Everything is trash in this movie. I can't stand it. and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> Rough stuff. So anyway, so so anyway, I know you don't normally hear that much vitriol coming from my mouth, but 
yeah, I feel some type of way about at least those two movies. There, I, I guess there, there's one more. Um, I have to think about it, but we'll we'll go into your thing first. Yeah. Uh, my next one uh, is going to be a quick one. Uh, I think I got to give a, a shout out to uh, Michael Bay's Transformers 2. Ooh, like, that's a classic. It, 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 that's it's a classic popular game. to hate on. It's not a, yeah, it's a new thing. But like what really sends it over the top is like not just the general incompetence shown uh, <laughs> for, the, for the fundamentals of filmmaking. Uh, the movie yeah. famously was made during the writer's strike, and it really yeah. shows. Um, but like what pushes over the edge is like, God, it's a mean spirited movie. Like it's just unpleasant no one likes oh. each other no one's happy to be there no one has any funds there's no friends everyone's just ceaselessly cruel for no reason uh including yeah. the good guys including the autobots mm-hmm. um yeah just an unpleasant uh experience yeah oh i could i could definitely see that um individual I shots remember look now- good he's a good director of photographer yeah, Director but even that even that was stretching it in that movie though. Yeah, even that was stretching it because uh, I remember seeing that and having a bad time with that too because I was like, "Yeah, this is all cool, but what's the point?" Also, it's like, so long. It's so that movie long. It is very long, and I feel the length of it more than almost anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good at all. Don't like it. I, th- I think it earns its reputation more than uh, a lot of others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, geez, uh, man, I put myself, I backed myself into a corner with this because I was like, "What's another movie that I, I, I know there's, I had it in my head." I mean, like, oh, I assumed the, it was going to be the, the last Airbender. To, to that was that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. It was the last. It was the last Airbender. Mm-hmm. That's what it was because I saw that in theater, and it was supposed to be a date. Oh, <laughs> so no. I saw it a long time ago, and I was like, "Oh, this is trash. Mm-hmm. And this is not good." So I was like, "Okay," but um, yeah, it, it was just it was a bad time. It was uh uh, uh an un- an uncommonly uh a bad adaptation. Uh, across the board uh it's rare to see something that so thoroughly misses the point of the source material which like yeah i'm vocally a fan of going off book and not respecting the source material like i don't want just a straightforward adaptation but like it's got kind of similar energy to like uh uh the paul w anderson paul w anderson W.S. Anderson, the bad Paul Anderson uh, uh, (laughs) Resident Evil movies where it's just like, oh, there's just like a a vague Resident Evil coat of paint on like you just filming your your wife doing cool karate stuff while, you know, Jill Valentine is there going like, wow, she's cool. Yeah. Uh, Real poochie moment. Uh, yeah oh yeah i i I know exactly (laughs) but even then like i feel like he's got more affection for resident evil than than uh the last airbender does for its source material m night has for uh oh yeah it it, it earns its its reputation uh it is a rough one yeah i mean that one's another classically bad one 
but I I hate it in the fact that it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. You had all the money and all the clout and all the backing that you could ever want to do this, and yet you still fumbled the ball. And because it, it, it's just a movie that feels bad, man. I know what you guys are trying to do. Like even with the bending, which is supposed to be what gets people what what puts butts in seats. That's what puts butts in seats. Yep. Nah, even that was just lackluster. There was only like two times that I was like, "Oh, that was cool." It's and it and those two times were only like five seconds long. <laughs> like they broke the connection between cause and effect. Like it's supposed to be that I punch and then fire comes out in a punch shape. Or yes. I, I do a big sweeping kick and then a big sweeping fire comes out in a big sweeping kick shape. And like there's a yeah. continuity between the actions that I'm taking with the, the martial arts versus the output of the elemental effects. And that just doesn't happen. And that's like the thing that makes it cool. Yeah, uh, it, it was. No, I mean, like everybody remembers the whole like earth bending part where like all those guys were like doing the <laughs> duh, 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 and just like a little rock flies by the screen in the slowest way possible. I was like, this can't be it. Well, th- this can't be what you guys are doing. The, the most damning movie. thing is that uh, so the the argument that I've heard is that the intention is that the stomping dance that they're doing conjures the rock wall, not the little rock that slowly floats past. But that's somehow worse because that means that, again, the continuity of the action to to what's happening is so broken that there's just no one has any idea <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, everything's so slow. It's extremely um, I, slow. That was the biggest thing that I uh, said right out the gate, like, like walking out of the theater is like, why is everything? Why did I feel like a slog? Mm-hmm. Like everybody was moving in molasses. Like, martial arts is supposed to be fast. Yeah. It's supposed to be quick. And like you said, everything is supposed to be, like, you know, connected. The bending is supposed to connect to what they're doing, not be, like, they're supposed to do the thing, do the move or whatever, and then something happens. Yeah. I'm like, no, as they're doing something, it's supposed to, like, happen around them. That is the point. It, the bending is an extension of what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly. And it felt like everything was just, it felt like they were doing more spells than anything. Like they were just throwing a rock spell or, you know, they had to like even the firebenders, because obviously that's one thing they definitely changed. That was like the biggest thing mm-hmm. uh, change that I was like, oh, I don't, that was not a good plan. That was not a good choice is making that the firebenders couldn't do actually produce fire. They had to gra- grab it from somewhere else. Until, like, the the comet came over. And then they could produce their own fire. And I was like... And I think they made Uncle being able to do that even without the comet or something. Because it was, like, a special move. And I was like, that is the wrong way to do about this. That's that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Because it makes all the firebenders way less... It makes them way depowered. Because I'm like, okay, how are these guys taking over the world? (laughs) I mean, it's, like you it's, have water everywhere. It's crazy you have that they air everywhere. <laughs> it, it's crazy that they had the superpower that they get was for them to become as powerful as they always are normally. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was like, because that's the first thing I thought of, or not the first thing, but that was the thing. I was like, okay, there's earth everywhere, there's water everywhere, there's air everywhere, but you guys have to take fire from somewhere. You can't produce it yourselves. 
How are you terrorizing anyone else? Mm-hmm. How? Like, you know, it, 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 a lot of it didn't make any sense. And I don't know why, like you, like you said previously is there are strange choices made in this movie. And there was a lot of it. Like that entire yeah. movie was strange. And I was like, I don't feel like, it's not that I don't, it's not like I just don't feel anything for this, but I also am like, this this feels so slow, and this feels so like the changes are too much. The changes are way too much, and I'm like, ah, no, M Night. I'm usually with you, but no, not this time. Yeah. No, not this time. I don't. I don't want it. No, thank no. you. Go make something else. Okay, I'm gonna go make After Earth. No, oh, not better. <laughs> No, uh, I know the story of I've read Will Smith's book and he was talking about that and you know that was supposed to be Jaden's like breakout movie and he ended up being Jaden's you know Jaden didn't even have a career and it ruined his career and <laughs> started and I was like oh no uh, no well sometimes nepotism doesn't work out so you know yep uh, I mean that's literally kind of how it went mm. uh, yeah that's literally kind of how it went and I that just that movie is another movie that I feel bad I as I've grown older in my age, I realize that a lot more movies, I, I less hate them, and I more just feel bad. <laughs> like, like, it's kind of hard for me to assemble a top three, because, like, even stuff that I really don't like, it, it's, it, it's much harder for me to have, like, a strong reaction to it these days. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, yeah, because I just. Let, but we've mellowed out, man. I know, I know. I let it roll off me a lot. More. Actually, I think what what ended up happening is I took some of your anger and planted it into me. So well, thank you. That's probably yeah. So you mellowed it out, and I've gotten more <laughs> critical, and we met. We're meeting somewhere in the middle now. So yeah, if that makes any difference, we are very neutral men, <laughs> neutral-ish <laughs> men. I believe in neutrality above all things. <laughs> Especially living things. Especially living things. What is this? Why? <laughs> yeah, why are we going there? Uh, <laughs> why are we doing Resident Evil again? Uh, it's fun. Uh, but, yeah, it is fun. So but, yeah, uh, my last one. Um, I've got a lot of different options. Uh, I'm going to, I think, throw it to... <laughs> well, like, there's just like a lot of things where it's just like, oh, this is something that I didn't like it. This is something that I... I got a lot of different... I got a lot of different flavors in the Haterade stand. You can pick, you can pick, you know, Met- Metallic Transformers 2. You can pick, uh, what's the other one you did? Uh, you could pick some magically sparkly, like, uh, uh, well, it's like cotton candy flavored uh, Fantastic Beast stuff, and it's way too sweet. Yeah. It's like cotton candy and birthday cake mixed together, and it's just like way too much. That's too much. Too much. That's too much. It's no good. Uh, I know some of y'all like birthday cake stuff, but that's just too it's much. It's too sweet for me. It's too much. Yeah. I can't do I'm, it. I'm, anyway, what's your I'm third one? Don't now. Give me rye f- bread flavored. <laughs> give me cement. I only or give me like death. sophisticated <laughs> palates like pickled onion ice cream. <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm a big baby I'm man. An ad- <laughs> I was I'm about to say I was a I'm a big boy. <laughs> I lo- I'm a big boy. <laughs> I love the uh the line delivery in uh over the garden wall with the witch who's like oh. I need a big strong <laughs> child. <laughs> That's me. I I'm the big strong that. child. Oh uh, man, I got to watch that again. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. 
yeah, so I guess for my last one, I am going to, again, go for uh, kind of an obvious choice with uh, Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Oh, I forgot about that movie, but I don't like that movie either. It, but yeah, that's an obvious one. Beca- like, And the reason why I went for that is, like, like, there are movies that I have less fun with. You know, I've talked about the Warcraft movie and how I think that that's just an absolutely brutal slog. Um, but like Batman v Superman, again, similar to Transformers, like it just has a mean spiritedness that I, oh really yeah, it's straight like. up mean. Yeah. Um, well, you know what that carried over from, or at least I believe it carried over from, uh, the, the end of, um, of Zack Man Snyder, of <laughs> because the end of Man of Steel, I started to feel that. And for some reason, because it was Superman in anything else. Other than he jumped yeah. straight from Man of Steel to uh, Batman v Superman, right? Correct. Yeah. So I felt like I, that's what I felt. Uh, but this is yours, so I'm I apologize for. Yeah, like you know, like they don't lay the groundwork. Uh, but like the thing that I find most frustrating is just how it feels like such a fundamental. Uh, <laughs> almost character assassination of basically everyone involved. Like, <laughs> Superman, I, I genuinely believe that, like, Superman's true superpower is that he is a genuinely good person. Like, that is what mm-hmm. makes him and the character special. Uh, and they do away with that, which just turns him into, you know, basically Homelander, you know? It, it, mm-hmm. it, without that moral foundation, uh, he is exactly as dangerous as everyone claims. Uh, yeah. Proving that point uh, constantly, which uh, th- isn't great. Uh, Batman kills people constantly. Does seemingly doesn't have his code. Seemingly isn't conflicted about it. Uh, they they yeah, provide yeah. some explanation for it, but it doesn't feel good or feel right. It feels like Zack Snyder thinking that superheroes killing people is fucking cool, and he wants to put it in his movie. Uh, and then even like Lois Lane, like I attribute as you know being so brash and confident and you know taking charge and like she has so little to do and it matters so little and i i i just plain don't like these versions of the characters so yeah like it, that movie is a bummer to me uh i don't like basically any of the versions of the characters even if like some of the actors uh are well suited to the role i don't think that they're able to uh, I, I think they are led astray by the script and the tone. Uh, I think it's a fairly ugly movie. And uh, mm-hmm. it just kind of top to it's bottom dark. bums me out. Uh, it's dark. I can't see shit. Yeah. Can't see shit, Captain. I will it's say very dark. Uh, that was the debut of the Wonder Woman theme song, and it does slap. So. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very cool. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, but she comes in at the end, and that doesn't count. So yeah, and then someone pulls out an iPad and watches a trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League at the end of the movie. So stupid. Yeah, literally. Ah. So yeah, it's. I agree. I can see. I can see that man. Yeah. I mean, that that movie. Like you're absolutely right that the. That movie is definitely a like an assassination of everything. It's just you know nobody acts how they should act. It it which is why I always say that because I'm a fan of Superman. 
I like Superman stuff, mm-hmm. but I like it when he's acting like Superman, which is why Superman and Lois, the the like the CW show, is so good mm-hmm. because he's goofy in that. He's like a dad. He's like making dad jokes. He's like awkward, even with his own family and everything. I'm like, but you could tell he's genuinely just a, a farm boy. Like he yeah. just acts how he acts, and I'm like, ah. Oh. That's such a breath of fresh air. That's that's Superman right there. Yeah. He's he's just a goofball. But he's a he's like a Boy Scout goofball that just happens to be like super powerful and everything and generally wants to do, like you said, the good the right thing. Or the good thing, or mm. what he believes is right. And he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Like I, I needed know, to I, I like read uh, All Star Superman and yeah, I, <laughs> And Superman Red Sun in order to, like, truly get the character. And, like... All-Star Superman is genuinely, I think, one of the best modern portrayals of Superman. It's fantastic. It's genuinely excellent. You read it. You didn't... Did you see the movie? Did you see, like, the animated animated movie? No, I'm I'm aware that they... uh, adapted it but i honestly haven't really been a big fan of any of their uh uh adaptations i like their okay. original stuff but like uh i i generally prefer the page okay the, the no, art, that's that's fine the art direction doesn't survive the transition uh in, in my yeah. opinion okay yeah i was just asking mm-hmm. um but yeah all-star superman is awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well i think that might be I think that might be the end. I think because, that's gotta uh, be. Um, this yeah. is uh, intended to be an outlier. I don't think that we're going to get super negative uh, in the future. Like, I'm happy to have this be a one-off and to, then to just kind of quarantine it here. Like, I I like being positive about stuff. I like seeing the good in things and I like engaging with things that I like. So if, if something really egregious comes up, I'm I'm probably just not gonna I'm probably just not gonna deal with it. I'll just ignore it. It's fine. Yeah. Who 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 knew that was a, an option? Yeah. You could do it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we definitely like switched a couple of like we took over the years we took a couple of brain cells out of our brains and we just end of sentence. That's what we did. We removed some brain cells. Period. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> we took them out. And we ate them. Yep. So we digested them. And then... <laughs> yes. But I think we exchanged a, a little bit of pers- like perspectives over the years. And now we kind of, like I said, we level out a little bit and, and everything like that. Because I've always had that, that mm-hmm. feeling. But it, it, it's definitely leveled out. But that's good. So anyway, but enough about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that now I'm not the negative Nancy that I was in college. Oh, I am too, buddy. Yeah. I am too. Because a couple of times I wanted to choke you out. But <laughs> I decided not to because <laughs> because that is not my nature. Do you, do you, know, now, do you know what I else I'm glad about, Corey? I'm glad about our lovely listeners leaving questions, comments, or suggestions for a topic episode at <laughs> oh, takes at gmail.com. You beat it. You beat me to it. <laughs> You beat me to it. You snooze, you lose. Oh, lame. (laughs) Lame. If you've enjoyed listening to me dunk on Corey, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or wherever else podcasts are rated.
In the meantime, I'm Adam Bucheri. I'm an animator and game designer. Uh, if you want, you can find my tabletop games. And now my first ever video game. It's not very good, uh, but but it's it's it's, uh, it's I'm proud of it. I, it's a good milestone for me. It doesn't matter. Uh, but you can find my stuff at Boo Cherry. That's Boo Like Ghost Cherry Like Fruit. Itch. Io. Mmm, tasty. And I have been Corey Revis, an illustrator and comic creator. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at E-A-R-T-H-U-R underscore one. That is Earther one. That's all you can find me on. I am updating my my webcomic. I will put the links on my Instagram page when it happens. So you can check that out. Yeah, please do. And uh, with that, it is time yes. for us to wind down. So everyone out there in podcast land, y'all take care of yourself now. And we'll talk to you again real soon. This is gonna. Be, I was gonna say this is gonna get it's real not gonna weird, get real, real weird. quick. But you didn't go. I as was weird just as doing like a Mister New Vegas kind of kind of thing. But if you want, we can. Oh, I thought you were gonna start getting to like that sexy get, like night voice, and I'll be like, oh boy, I don't know if this was a good <laughs> good a plan sexy. to do. <laughs> I feel sexy sully and unusual. Podcast reviews. Give us five stars, Ooh, baby. See ya! (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) See ya! Corey, I want to tell you that this is the first time I'm recording... Since the weather has turned nice, it is so fucking hot in here. <laughs> I have been sweating bullets for an hour straight. I am drenched. I thought you were going to say, I'm sweating my balls off.